details of my life are quite inconsequential. Read my lips. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. Well, that's something I'd like to avoid. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my helm of disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus-five holy avenger. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. The Michael Graff Show. It is my opinion he is a danger to himself and others and is in need of treatment. Some people are just too stubborn to know when to quit. And this guy just happens to be one of them. He's been beaten down repeatedly by God's practical jokes. He's been banished to the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. From somewhere in desert Urbania, this is Michael Groff in Exile. Damn it, I'm out of iced tea. Oh, well. There's always beer. Everybody knows I have to have like seven or eight of them before I do this show. Oh, wait, we're on. Hey. Welcome in. It's another edition of Michael Graff in Exile, and it's Friday. It is Friday. That is great. Uh, Friday, February 26th, 2010, and uh, we're broadcasting to you from this, America's fifth largest city, Phoenix, Arizona, where uh, the weather is still tolerable uh, for for a while longer yet, and then I will begin my six-month barrage of whining and complaining. Well, that's what happens. I mean, that's just what you do around here. It's It's... The, the, the name of the show will go from Michael Graff in Exile to Michael Graff, day number 27 of Whining About the Heat. It's just what happens. All right. All right, so uh, it's a bit of a different show tonight. It's a, it's a different kind of radio talk program. No, it is. It's a different kind of a show tonight. We're, uh, we're loaded down with people. First of all, it's become a regular staple of this uh, fine show. Uh, Jeff is in studio. Balls. Balls. Uh, I'm here, of course, which there are many nights where I'm not, so you should consider yourselves lucky, mister. And then also here, I teased this yesterday, but uh, Mike's here. You're, yeah, if you're wondering who that is, that's uh, it's not me. I mean, it is me. That's my name. But see, there are other people that share my name, so uh, say hi. 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 So he's here. Yeah. And uh, I'm. Uh, it's it's a little bit different because I I had to I had to like I rearranged the studio to make this and for for a while there it didn't look like this was going to be able to work because uh, I don't know I I wired something wrong and I sent about seven thousand volts of electricity through uh, through my body. 
not pleasant. All right, busy show. So uh, they're they're here to help out now. Now here's the thing. I think we're even going to get a a very rare appearance later in the show from Johnny. Johnny's going to stop by also. It'll be magical. I know that's going to be. That's just going to be uh, overstimulation, I think. This is going to be the, the supersized four-man edition of this podcast. It'll be a sausage fest in here. We need which, which, Yeah, which, which kind of sucks, but, you know, what can you do? I, I can get my mom. She's the girl, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know... She's going to listen to that podcast, so she's probably going to be pissed about that comment. Yeah. Is uh, she? She's not single, is she? Uh, no, she is married for probably like twenty years or something. Damn. Well, uh, let's see. They had my brother before they got married, so that's like seventeen years or something. All right. <laughs> so you don't got a chance, Mike. Sorry. Well, that's the story of my life. Uh, right, that's it's. I I got rejected before I even asked, but that's fine. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, busy show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, I, I was just, I was looking over these comments uh, from yesterday's political theater between the Dems and the Republicans. And I just, it just made me really, really ill because now... Now we, we have this discussion about the, the nuclear option and whether or not the, the, the Democrats are just going to attach the health care bill uh, to, a, uh, to a budget. And they really, they can't do that. In order to do that, they'd have to override their own Senate uh, rules and regulations, and they'd need a two-thirds majority. And you know what it's going to turn into? It's going to turn into gridlock. The, the Democrats are going to try and do it. Then the Republicans are going to block them. Then the Democrats are going to whine that the Republicans are just the party of no and obstructionists. It's just going to it's going to turn into a governmental gridlock where absolutely nothing gets done. So my question is, where's the change? I mean, this this has been going on for the last what? Uh, well, let's see. We're talking about the health care bill. 200. Right? Yes. 234 years. This has been going on. Well, I, I actually had a discussion about this with a couple of my friends friends at school yeah and they thought it was a good thing what they what thought I had to, yeah they thought it was a good thing and what i had to explain to them was first of all we're going to be paying out of our own asses and secondly if they legalize abortion in this thing we're screwed well i mean abortion is is a state's rights issue uh it has been it has been it has been left uh, to state's rights and uh some states uh have pretty much barred it like South Dakota. Other states have uh, offer like two for one abortions. You know, you and your friend come in for an abortion, you get your third one free. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, so, but it's up to the states as it really should be as the constitution is always outlined. It's, uh, it's always going to be up to the states. So, um, I, and I, I really don't have a problem uh, with that. My real problem with the healthcare bill is I really don't want to pay for somebody else's abortion. That's really the problem. And that's the problem I've always had anyway. Yeah, that was my point too. Yeah, you know, like, I, I don't do want to pay for some trailer trash and redneck inbred cousin's baby. Well, it's like this woman, uh, I was, you know, I had mentioned this at the end of the show last night, at the end of last night's uh, 17 hour show uh, <laughs> where... Um, 
where we basically talked about uh, the the woman on uh, Twitter that uh, she twittered her abortion, but not really. She just stood there and said, "I just." This woman was hideous, by the way. Jeff, am I am I uh, am I dramatizing this? Was that woman kind of? Yeah, she she was not really all that much to look at. No, it was like I mean, she wasn't like sear your eyes out and you know stick hot pokers in them. No, outdoors. she didn't look like she didn't look like uh, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> but or, at the or sa- how about Janet Napolitano? <laughs> Jack Napolitano. Hey, hey, I I am offended by that. I do not look like Lady Gaga. <laughs> well, she acts, there's somebody that does look worse than Lady Gaga. That's that's Man Jan there. No, <laughs> but uh, I I've always and I don't. My problem with healthcare, my problem with universal healthcare, my problem with any kind of government program is yes, there are people that need help. Yes, there are people that are born with conditions. There are people with existing conditions that they did not bring on themselves. And I really have incredible empathy for those people. And I am not, I am not a complete, you know, I'm a libertarian, but I'm not a complete heartless bastard in spite of what, you know, you might think. Um, but at the same time, we have a 61% obesity rate in the United States. So you know what 61% obesity means. That means a lot of people are going to develop complications, kidney disease, heart disease, uh, dia- uh, type 2 diabetes. You know, people are going to be developing all kinds of problems, plus all the smokers and, and all the lung cancer that develops, uh, all the hardening of arteries, all the, uh, the, the aneurysms, all the other things that come along with smoking. Who's going to pay for that? Well, the healthy people are going to pay for that. Everybody else is going to pay for that. That's the problem. And that's the problem I've always had with, um, with uh, universal health care or any kind of government program. Yeah, I, I have no sympathy for people who smoke. I mean, if you smoke somewhere secretly deep down, you want to die. Okay? Well, I- yeah. And, you know, what, what is encouraging is I do read that the incidence of teenage smoking uh, has gone down, which, which is nice. But yeah. I... And I have nothing, you know, I'm not going to sit here and rag on the tobacco industry and, and you know, I, I'm not even an anti-tobacco industry kind of person. I, I'm i just, I'm really tired of people trying to pawn off that on the taxpayers as well. Well, you know, uh, we didn't have Surgeon General warnings up until 40 years ago. Listen, if you put something in your mouth and it causes you to... Well, I mean, aside from, you know, many of my ex-girlfriends, but if you put something in your mouth that causes you to to, to choke and to, you know, <laughs> heave, you know, uh, chances well, are it's probably bad for you. Like, well, if there's smoke coming out of it, if you put it in there and you're like, <laughs> and, and like black stuff is coming out of your lungs, like it's your, your mucus is tar filled, chances are that probably means it's bad for you. Well, to be fair, to to be slightly fair, there were things where doctors approved of cigarettes for a very long time, for a very long time. And since the, you know, risk for smoking yourself, if your parents smoke like doubles or something like yeah. that, it's understandable to an extent, but there are some cases that aren't. Yeah, I, I just, uh, smoking, I have no real sympathy. And again, you have to understand, my mom was a smoker for many years. My dad was a smoker. My mom uh, uh, developed brain aneurysms. Um, see, my, 
dad was a smoker and my grandmother was a smoker. Oh, yeah, my grandma. Most people in my family were smokers at, at some point, and uh, most of them don't anymore. Let's um, see. Uh, I, my grandma quit because I convinced her to, and my dad quit for my mom. Well, that's good. So, that's yeah. smart. It's smart guy. I mean, listen... I, I know it, it sounds corny, it sounds cheesy, but you really would like to kind of see your kids grow up. Uh, you would like to have a better quality of life when you're 60 years old. You know, my yeah. mom, uh, she had these aneurysms. And, you know, listen, they, they, are, they have run in our, on her side of the family. My grandfather, uh, he died uh, in, b- before I was born. I think it was like 1974, he had a brain aneurysm. And I don't even think he was a smoker, so I'm not necessarily making the link there, but you're not doing yourselves any favors. And my point, again, to circle back around is, why is it then that I should be on the hook for these people when common sense should prevail, when good choices, when personal responsibility should always be at the forefront above anything else? You know, uh, if somebody gets cancer, some random, somebody, uh, some kid is born with, uh, with lymphoma, yeah, I think there should be treatment and there should be uh, means to help those people, which there already are. The reason that those means are, are constantly being exhausted are many, not the least of which being illegal immigration, which sponges off the system. And then people that are getting treatment that shouldn't be getting it. You know, people yeah. that use the emergency room as their primary care physician. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Actually, my grandmother has been going through a series of cancers. Uh, currently, I believe she's on chemo. So, I mean, that's sad, but I don't think it was in relation to smoking. Yeah. But people like her, she's elderly. She does deserve some help, and I think she's getting some sort of form of help. But I don't think she deserves all the healthy people handing her $100 bills stacked crisply, you know? Right. And, and again, I, I'm not saying... Yeah, I know, because people will immediately go, what are you saying, you you let her die? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that there are a lot of people that are putting themselves in a very compromising position because of the choices they make in life. And I don't think it's necessarily fair that the rest of us make, uh, uh, contribute to that. Yeah. And say, hey, you can live an irresponsible lifestyle and there's a safety net for you. Well, that's already the case when you think about it. I mean, how many people have been bailed out of their uh, bankruptcy and more? Well, Lizzie, yeah. Well, that's that's the other example you said. Uh, again, the, there's there's so many reasons for that. That's that's ten. That's well, that's here. ten shows in itself. Why uh, the mortgage crisis? Why people are being bailed yeah. out? And why we're yeah. bailing out Wall Street? Why we're bailing out uh, banks? Why we're bailing out? Why we have government motors now? You know, uh, I mean, that's what GM stands for, uh, you know, and, and so that's that's a whole other set yeah, of that's a whole another ballpark. Yeah. But it's along the same lines. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, just pointing out an example. Yeah. I don't like that my tax dollars uh, run a crappy auto industry. Yeah. Of course, I don't well, I don't like that we have a crappy auto industry in the first place. But <laughs> now that my tax dollars are paying for it, I really don't like it. Well, they actually uh, plan on discontinuing the Hummer, so that's good. Well, discontinuing the Hummer is, um, that's, China owns sorry, I'm flying off topic here. Yeah, China owns, uh, well, China owns everything, so <laughs> that's, the, that's yeah. the other part of the problem. 
All right, and then we got uh, there's there's other stuff going on too. We've got a we got to talk about some other stuff here. We've got a, a woman that found a 700 year old coin, and uh, she found it several. She found it about uh, 15, 10, 15 years ago with her mother while they were uh, gardening one day. They found this old coin dating back to 14th century Great Britain, and uh, she is now being told that she should have shared this with the government. That she was hiding treasure. That's their words. Oh, yeah. Treasure. Oh, yeah, I want some you, of that treasure. Yeah, you're hiding treasure. No, I'll that's fuck it over a point. What? Right. Yeah. So yeah, they're uh, they're high, so she was uh, accused of that. So we're, we'll talk. <laughs> you got them debloomed. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make her uh, hand that over and uh, issue a fine. It's a whole thing. So we got to talk a little bit I about that. She was related to the Pokemon woman. <laughs> yeah, but. The po- oh oh the woman that uh, the woman that yeah. has the largest the world's largest Pokemon collection. Yeah. Now <laughs> that that should have been a crime. Yeah. You want to talk about a crime? There you have it, right there. Oh my God! Women, people with way too much time in their hands. Hey, I got. I've way got too the much world's time largest Pokemon collection. Eh? <laughs> it's like okay, hey, why don't you I spend some of that money on your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got that uh, to get to. We've also got uh, uh, reason number uh, reason number ten thousand four hundred seventy nine why homeowners associations are worse than Hitler. Um, <laughs> I would leave well, you. I wouldn't say worse than Hitler. That's sort of insulting Hitler, don't you think? <laughs> I would leave you. I, you may have beaten me, but I would leave you with the homeowners associations, and they will fine you and measure your grass blades to make sure they are the correct length, and they will do everything they can to you for the rest of eternity. <laughs> and then they will gas you. There is that. Yeah. I saw a kind of a weird story. Uh, a guy uh, dies in the Detroit airport, and he didn't die of gunshot wounds. What the hell is going they on? Didn't pat him down. Grab its testes too hard. <laughs> yeah, the the TSA actually didn't kill this guy. Wow. There there is Jeez. kind of there is a little bit of a spin to it though. I'm I'm sure. I bet they're uh, having a field day. Yeah, and then we've got uh, we got the pop chart we have to get to, of course. Um, it is. It's always that. Uh, it's always that time of the week where we run down the top ten songs in the world of pop and. Maybe we even uh, we'll take a look at uh, some of the other exciting charts the 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 tunes the kids are listening to. Oh, you mean like me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're in the you're in the prime demographic. Well, you're not female, but you are still uh, <laughs> un, you are still under eighteen. So you would be the the primary demographic. Nah. For I, I hate today's music. I I wish I could sodomize today's music somehow. Did you say you wish you could sodomize today's music? Yes, with, <laughs> with a wire hanger or something. Not, not, not in a gay way. He just he just wants no. to humiliate it. He, <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe that was the wrong phrasing. I, I dub, yeah, you know, um, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I get sodomized when I listen to the pop chart. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Did you say your mother was going to listen to this podcast? Yeah. She must be very proud. 
you know, my my son, he 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 had this little podcast that he did, and you know, he talked about sodomizing music, and I thought that was cute. I thought I thought that was uh, yeah. All right, so hold on, play some Jesse's girl to go out. Now that you're talking about my mom, what? <laughs> She she's the Rick Springfield plant. Uh, Play out with Jesse's girl and she'll like that. She she oh let's see hold on we've got we've got Jesse's girl and we've got the acoustic Jesse's girl. How about that? It's like he knew I was I was gonna go to break because I was killed up a bumper right there. Mike at KMGX.com, the email address. Yeah. Michael, uh, Mike at KMGX.com also is the PayPal address should you want to make your most generous contributions to this fine program. Body. Body. And, of course, we're on, we're on EFNet IRC, the channel net radio. Also, uh, MichaelGraff.com for all of our other exciting contact information. We're even on the Facebook I hear the kids are using, you know, this Facebook thing, Jeff, this thing might, this thing might, might take off one of these days. Yeah, just, I mean, who knows? I mean, the internet's taking off, so maybe this will follow. This internet thing is picking up steam. I think, I think it might be here to stay. Talking cute. You know, it's kind of like, I think AM radio is, uh, it's, it's on the cusp. All right, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll have all this stuff and a whole lot more. It's the... Well, it's this year's show, Michael Graff in Exile, for a Friday. More coming up. Segment number two, Michael Grav in exile, now with 100% more beer. You know you don't belong. Yeah. All right, we're back. Now, I want to I point this out. Oh, first of all, Mike at KMGX.com, our email address, and, of course, the PayPal address. Make your most generous contribution. I want to thank uh, Bogard. He, he chipped in another. Uh, he chipped in some money yesterday. I won't say how much, but he chipped in some uh, some cash. He hangs out on our IRC channel, and because he contributed money, I'm going to I'm I'm going to do something very special right now. Uh, there. Well, cheers to you, Bogard. Yeah. So uh, you get a very very horribly bad burp right there. That was very weak and pathetic. I, I thought for sure uh, you'd get something. No, really, though, my uh, my biggest thanks. How old are we, anyway, really? <laughs> All right. MichaelGraff.com for more information on this program. And, of course, you can always uh, check us out. Uh, Michael Graff Show, AOL Instant Messenger, and uh, IRC. Channel yeah, uh, Radio. Send money. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, send money. That's really... 
That's the bottom line. If you uh, if you donate um, twenty at least twenty five dollars, you get a picture of me wearing a Michael Grove T shirt. And uh, sounds like West. And, and what Jeff? And the New Jersey Nets song you talked about <laughs> yeah. the other day. You get the New Jersey. You'll get a New Jersey Nets speedo, one that no, I've only one that I've Jersey worn Nets. once. A slightly used New Jersey Nets speedo. When he worked out. No, I think you can get the team actually for twenty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get the entire New Jersey Nets for twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even then, why would you want to? Yeah, well, that's 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 a good point. Yeah, Jay Z. Uh, Jay Z has partial ownership of that team. I'm sure he'll sell it to you for about that. That's about all it's worth right now. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, maybe five bucks and a beer. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll gladly let you do that. All right. So I'm, I, this is this is weird. This this is just a a weird story. Oh, and I want to clear something up before we get to this. So so joining us in studio, of course, it's Jeff. And then uh, the 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 person that you're hearing here. This is this is well, Mike is his uh, God given name, Michael. <laughs> Um, and everybody knows that that's the most awesome name, but because I have that name, I'm, I apparently, since I'm just, I, I'm the original, uh, proprietor of the name or something, he just feels that it's more awesome if we call him James. He, he likes to go by James. <laughs> well, you don't have to. And because I threatened to sue. Oh. Because oh. I, I, I threatened, uh, during the break, I threatened to sue for copyright infringement. Oh. Uh. Tra- He's violating my precious trademark. After well, all, all, as I we know, Zero, man. as we all know, gotta- and yeah, that's the other thing. Not only does he have my name, but he drinks Coke Zero. How many people named Mike drink Coke Zero? You know what? I'm telling you right now, this is this is grounds for for some kind of legal action. So that's why he had to change his name. Plus, you know, when he's uh, when he's a super huge uh, radio star, you know, it's weird. It's weird that we share the same first and middle name. That's uh, yeah. that is a little bit strange. That's scary. So this is a uh, a strange story, and uh, one I'm still trying to figure out. So over there uh, across the pond in jolly old, in merry old England, right? Uh, we biscuits, whatnot. Yeah. Ah, there's a fascinating story here. We have a a woman who found a 700 year old silver coin, and a coin is sort of it's not really it wasn't used for currency. It doesn't appear. It may have been a minting coin, like a, a pressing coin. But anyway, it, it's a 700-year-old coin. And she found it while digging her garden as a child. No, her, she found it in her teeth. Yeah. Her, <laughs> her and her mother, um, well, we all know that they don't brush their teeth, so I don't know how they'd ever find one in there. Um, her and her mother became the first people in the country convicted... Of failing to hand in suspected treasure. So when this girl was nine years old, they're digging in the garden. They find this coin. It's just hanging out. They just don't think anything. They're like, oh, wow, a cool coin. So they keep it. It's a, it's a memento. It's sort of a, 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 it's their own little treasure. It has a sentimental value. Uh, Kate Harding, 23, was prosecuted under the Treasure Act after she ignored orders to report the coin-like artifact to a coroner. Now, a coroner is not like a coroner as in... Uh, America. No. Yeah, we're not. We're talking about somebody that is uh, that examines fine pieces of treasure. 
a court heard the silver, this is uh, something called a silver pied fort marking Charles IV's ascension to the French throne in 1322 was discovered by Miss Harding 14 years ago as she worked in her garden with her mother in their home in Tenbury Wells in Worcestershire. Following her mother's death a short time later, Harding kept the 1.4 gram item as a memento until she eventually showed it to museum experts last year. The silver coin was identified as a Piedford dating back to 1322, which, while not a great financial value, was of historic significance. Now, experts are unsure of exactly what Piedfords are used for, but agree that they were not intended to function as currency. So while they are designed around existing coins of that period, they're substantially thicker, and it has been suggested that these coins are used as guides for mint workers or more likely uh, reckoning counters for officials. Anyway, so this is what happens. So she's being prosecuted under the Treasure Act of 1996. Treasure is defined in basic terms. If you're in England, you, you find something, uh, you better turn it in right away because over there, treasure is defined in basic terms as any single object at least 300 years old which is not a coin, but has a precious metal content of at least 10%, or, when found, is one of at least two coins in the same find of that age and metallic content. Sounds like they're teeth. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's the, my final the, teeth joke. The, <laughs> the act gives a finder 14 days to inform the local corner of potential treasure and creates an offense of failing to carry out the duty where this is not followed. So you can be prosecuted. Now, she was prosecuted in uh, Ludlow, Shropshire, and uh, they say that this serves as a warning to other treasure hunters out there. Magistrates heard how she ignored numerous calls and letters from Ludlow Museum advising her to report the Piedfurt to the district coroner once it had been identified in February of last year. So she was told, now, here's, here's the best part. So uh, if you're wondering, so what kind of fine, what kind of uh, substantial fine could she really face for, you know, not reporting this? Oh, boy. Uh, apparently, she faces a maximum penalty of three months in jail or a fine or both. But in this case, she was she was uh, allowed to walk free from court Wednesday with a conditional discharge and ordered to pay twenty five pounds of the three hundred pound costs. Uh, what was the uh, original fine? Well, uh, yeah, there's this. What they're saying is is that the fine, I guess, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred pounds oh. is the uh, is the fine. So. Um, there could $600 have been dollars American, give or take. Yeah, there could have been jail time as a result. Imagine you you find something and you're like, oh my god, I better turn it over to the government right away. Three months in jail just for not reporting something she found in her teeth. I mean, garden. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Let's see. Um, coroners are the only individuals with the authority to declare an item as treasure. And Mr. Sibsey, this guy who is the coroner, uh, now will hold a, uh, an inquest involving a jury to determine its statue, or status, rather. And the, uh, the, um, 
and apply the statute accordingly to this woman. Oh, so this woman, this woman could still be facing um, some uh, some penalties. This, uh, by the way, they believe that this has a value of around two thousand pounds. So even though it's seven centuries old, uh, this item is only worth about two thousand pounds. Well, wait a minute. Doesn't uh, XL posto facto apply? You can't prosecute her for something that was applied later. Well, here, okay. Here's here's part of the problem. Number one, uh, we're not talking about the United States. Ex uh, post yeah, facto sorry. laws don't necessarily apply. Uh, secondly, they have a law and she hasn't right now she's free, but they haven't assessed the value of the coin and what kind of treasure, quote unquote, it actually is at this point. So since they haven't determined that, I guess they can't determine uh, what's going to happen to her. Uh, Once again, welcome to the nanny state. That's uh, that's uh, across the pond over there in uh, merry old England. So then. So that, that's, that's wild. And then you had this. This is uh, weird. This is from Detroit, where a passenger at Metro Airport is dead after suffering an apparent heart attack. It happened Friday morning in the, uh, in the McNamara Terminal. The man was found unresponsive in the boarding area on Concourse C. Sources tell WWJ that the man was uh, waiting to board a Delta Airlines flight. God, Delta Airlines, they're killing people before they even get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he probably got there when he was like 12 and has been waiting ever since. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can only imagine this guy. Well, I mean, listen, he probably uh, he was probably deprived of his shame uh, upon going through the, uh, the TSA. That probably killed him right there. Airport spokesman Michael Con. Well, I mean, yeah, this is. I I must say though, this is this this is a glorious day because it's the first time somebody in Detroit has died in the last five years of anything other than gunshot wounds. You know, I mean, this is uh, that's pretty tremendous. Airport spokesman Michael Conway telling WWJ that other travelers had to use portable defibrillators to revive the man, um, but apparently. That didn't work. Emergency crews got there, and the man was pronounced dead at the nearby Annapolis Hospital in Wayne. The victim's name and hometown were not immediately released. So that's some other uh, big news. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh-oh, hold on. Hold everything. Oh, God. This is big news. John's here. Hello. Johnny uh, making a rare appearance on on in the uh, in the studio. It's what's up, dude. Uh, hey, Mikey, hold on a second, Mike. Yeah, sure. Mm. He, he shows up and he says, "Hold on." Now he is. Yeah, he's 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 prima donna. He he shows up and he says, "You know what? I know you're doing a show right now, but I I run on my own clock, bitch. You are going to wait and you are going to like it." Fine, I'll. You know what? Well, I'll, he sounds so manly. Is he Lady Gaga? <coughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you sure it's Johnny? John, it's it's definitely it's definitely Johnny. Listen, you can't right. mess. John is a hardcore rap artist. All right, <laughs> that's already been established on this show years ago. John's rap is among one of the best. <laughs> And uh, then we have, I have this for you. This is just another example of how homeowners associations are Nazis. Uh, 
That's offending Nazis. Yeah, I mean, this is worse than Nazis. Really, these people are, uh, this is Lucifer incarnate right here. I don't know how and why homeowners associations are legal. Now, my brother and I have gotten into quite a uh, a, a debate over this. My brother uh, lives in a condo down the street, and he's on the board of this condo, which is ostensibly like an HOA, except they're not quite as evil. I mean, they don't uh, slaughter sheeps in the back and sacrifice them to their god or anything like that. But they... They clearly are, uh, it's, it's a very sort of nitpicky, sort of, uh, sort of chippy organization. And, and my brother, I, I, don't, I don't know what goes on at theirs, but I do know that they have their own little regulations, but it's not nearly this bad. But he goes back and forth with me all the time because he defends it and says, hey, look, you know, they're just trying to preserve the value of the homes in the area because people do some gaudy things to their houses. People do some gaudy things on their property which drags down the value of other property in the neighborhood. You which see what my neighbors do. Well, yeah, to an extent, I kind of agree with that in, in a sense. But the problem is that we live in the United States where people have the right to own property. And unless we are going to issue IQ tests or, or moral tests or standards tests to people before they buy the property to see whether or not they're the type of people that, that erect a, you know, a giant statue to Jimmy Carter in the front lawn, uh, you, you're, not, you're not always going to get the best neighbors. Now, if somebody has a, a backyard that's full of trash or is completely unkempt and is a, a health hazard, then yes, something should be done. But there's already statutes for that. There's, but I'm just talking about some guy builds a bird bath in his yard and suddenly he's facing fines or penalties. And usually it's even worse than that because you have a bunch of people that act like Gladys Kravitz and they're coming over and they're measuring the yard. They're measuring the grass in the yard. Oh, yeah, yeah, the grass in your yard is, is an eighth of an inch too tall. It's an eighth of an inch too tall. I'm going to report you. You're going to have to pay $1,200 in fines because your grass in your front lawn is an eighth of an inch too tall. Oh, oh, I see you have five branches on that tree. There should only be four. You you should have seen my yard when we first moved up here to the fine city of Ashland, New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, you could have literally swam in the grass with the grasshoppers and ticks. I am not kidding. It was up to my, like... Up to, like, my neck, and I was, like, nine years old. It was awful. Well, I mean... Yeah, and again, I understand why places that are unkempt and that, that are are run down... I mean, they're, again, I understand why you don't want that element. When you have people that are measuring grass and the color of, of the bricks, and uh, if if somebody's light on their front porch goes out... And they're fined or possibly subject to to losing their house because of it. That's where it just gets ridiculous. I, you can't have a basketball hoop in your front yard. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're Michael Jordan? I don't think so. You can't have a basketball hoop out there. It's I mean, not it's symmetrical. Yeah, it's yeah. Your driveway, your driveway is wrong. Your driveway is wrong. The concrete was poured wrong. What's wrong with it? It's 
It's 1.32nd. Yeah, it's 1.30. It, it's, it's tilted at, a, at 2.7 degrees when the, your, your HOA stipulates it has to be at 2.6. It's ridiculous. It really is. So in this, this is one of those cases. Uh, this is, of course, in California. Where else would this be? The great state of cauliflower. <laughs> hey, cauliflower. Hey. hey, how are you doing? It's good to be here. I am the uh, governor. I am the president of California. An Orange County, California couple faced steep fines and possibly jail time for replacing their conventional grass with drought-tolerant landscaping. Now, what these people did, they decided that they weren't going to have grass. They wanted to go green in a sense. They didn't want to waste water on a lawn especially in a time where, uh, you know, Southern California has been facing a drought. You wouldn't know it the last several weeks, but Southern California has been saving, facing a drought for the better part of the last 15 years. So they decided, hey, we're going to go with a, a, a more drought-friendly landscaping. Now, it may not be the most aesthetically pleasing, but we're, you know, we're going to do that just like people here that go with desert landscaping. You know, after all, this is a desert. God forbid... You go with the landscaping of the natural surroundings. Everybody comes here from the Midwest. It's, it's just so, it's weird. It's like, I'm going to have a nice green grass and I'm going to have the picket fence and I'm going to have some big old trees out there, some nice some nice trees that we had in the Midwest. We're going to have the... Um, nice little garden. Yeah, we're going nice, yeah, to have a nice garden. We're going to have some, some flowers. and It's like, well, you do understand that all the trees and grass and things that you want to bring here are not indigenous to this area, right? Yeah, well, I don't care. Wait a minute. Why is the cactus growing when, right where there? Where I lived in Iowa, we had, you know, we had all this green grass. Well, this isn't Iowa. You see, you have to explain this to, you know, we this is a desert and water is kind of valuable here. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. There's a currency there. <laughs> so what happened was, now, you'd think in California, they'd want you to go green. You'd think, I mean, of all places, you'd think the, the green movement would sort of be in there. Uh, not so much. Not so much. Uh, actually, um, they have codes in their uh, homeowners association, their HOA, their rules uh, have codes about aesthetic-driven uh, policies and enforcement of the uh, homeowners association and other uh, entities, including the city. The city has uh, aesthetic laws as well. Now, again, I understand you have aesthetic laws if, you know, you have like raw sewage in the front yard. I get it. So now uh, there's other homeowners in this area that have been defiant of these practices. They're defiant uh, and they have paid the price. Some people that have actually uh, been fined, complaints have been filed, glances, you know, a bunch of the neighbors have gotten very uh, crass with some of these people uh, because they dared to do things like installing solar panels and hanging up clotheslines in their backyards for drying rather than, you know, wanting to use the dryer and wasting electricity. So they actually decided to go green. They actually decided to do the responsible thing and they're being penalized for it. So in this case, you have Quan and Angelina Ha. They are a couple uh, in the city of Orange in Orange County. They have gotten themselves into uh, quite a bit of hot water because uh, Quan and Angelina haven't installed a massive, um, a massive array of beautiful, uh, you know, 
photographic, you know, uh, beautiful aesthetic grass and big tall trees in their yard. They've they've actually decided to go out on a limb and they're just doing sort of a very basic, very bland landscaping. These two people, they don't keep an unruly brood of chickens in their backyard. They aren't in the habit of, uh, of sorting their neighbor's recyclables. They don't have like a car up on cinder blocks. Instead, the couple, in an effort to conserve water and save cash that they'd otherwise be spending on a, uh, mechan- on, a, uh, on a manicured lawn, they decided to replace their conventional grass lawn with a drought-friendly garden filled with, uh, filled with lavender, rosemary, and native wildflower seeds. So not only did they just, they got rid of the grass, they, got, they put in stuff that actually smells nice. But apparently that's wrong. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you changed your landscape? Ah, oh, Fidel Castro says no. I'm yeah. the homeowner's association. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, well, because they don't they're not going by the cookie cutter. Their their house, in other words, doesn't look like every other house in that entire subdivision. Therefore, they're in the wrong. Do they have did the homeowners association have OCD or something? Well, no, the homeowners association is usually what happens. It's typically the typical makeup of a homeowners association board are usually people 55 and older, usually people that are retired and have absolutely no lives and no reason to live whatsoever other than to see what their neighbors are up to, to stick their nose in everybody else's business. That's the typical makeup of a people on, a, on an HOA. You know, these people just like, their lives are miserable. Their husbands or wives left them many years ago. (laughs) Their children uh, don't want to have anything to do with them. Uh, Their dog uh, ran away and and deliberately jumped in front of an 18-wheeler to avoid them. So these people are miserable. They're alone. They're lonely souls. They're only, the only people. Are you sure you're not describing Democrats there? Well, (laughs) The only the only people that uh, that they have in common are other people that are just as miserable as they, you know what that is Democrats anyway people that are just as miserable as they are that want to go around and measure people's lawns and the height of their fences they do this I'm not making this up this isn't like something where they go out there and you know they just go after people with you know uh, completely devastated just derelict homes just completely horrifying looking uh, haunted house kind of scenes uh, they they go and they they literally do they measure grass they they measure fences they're constantly watching the trees to see if they approach the easement of a property they're doing these kinds of things constantly so um, <clears throat> but apparently this uh, HOA says uh, the, the Haw family has been in a legal dispute with orange for more than a year because of their lack of lawn. According to the city, 40% of residential lawns must be traditionally landscaped, which, uh, as is quite evident from their house, it is not. Now, their house isn't exactly... Now, look, it's not the most beautiful landscape. There's even a picture here in this story, and it, it's not. It's To describe it, it's kind of... The lawn, they, 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 they kind of got it covered with some wood chips, and there's... Um, it, it's not like an eyesore. It just... It's not what I would have. These appear to just be a nice young couple with a child, and they, they just want to do right by Mother Nature, which, flag. yeah, they, they want to they do right by Mother Nature, and apparently that's wrong. 
I'm I'm very confused by this. But then again, it's California. Yeah, we are talking California. Yeah, right? how can you be confused by that? What are they facing? Do they have to rechange their landscape, or do well, they get a fine? So here's the thing. Yeah, the the homeowners association has said to them. You have to change this landscape. You have to conform to the rules of the HOA, the terms of the HOA. And if you don't, you're going to face fines and they will levy fines against against them. And if they don't pay them, then they will uh, they'll take it to a, a legal matter. And what, what can eventually happen in these situations, and it has happened before, people can lose their homes as a result. You buy a home, you spend $200,000 on a home, and then because... Uh, some some old bag doesn't like the way your house looks to her, uh, you're suddenly subject to be uh, ousted from your house. That That's not right. Here in the, in the state of Arizona now, we've ma- taken quite a few actions to try and suppress the power of some of these HOAs to make them a little bit less of a dictatorship. Um, we've been doing that for some time, actually. Um, so and- they're up. Hitler level then. Well, no, now uh, here in this state, they're uh, they're barely even uh, capable of reaching totalitarian status. Uh, we've really cut back. Uh, this this is after several cases in which people have lost their homes. Uh, there was one case that I uh, talked about many years ago on this show. I talked about a woman that lost her house. Uh, what happened was she was in the hospital. And uh, she had, I think she had cancer or something. Anyway, she was very, very sick, nearly died in the hospital. But then her cancer went into remission. She finally returned home. But it was it was several months. And as a result, what happened was her house, well, it didn't, um, <clears throat> you know, they, they did the best. Uh, the family did the best to sort of keep it up while she was sick. But they were kind of busy with keeping their relative alive and being supportive of her. You know, the, yeah. the last thing they were thinking about was, well, I better make sure I get over there and uh, keep that grass only half an inch high. <laughs> so what happened was when she got back, uh, she was facing thousands of dollars in fines and losing her house. Now, this was a woman that just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on medical care and Didn't uh, have the money. and nearly died. And, and it wasn't even about the money. She She just felt so betrayed by her neighbors and by her homeowners association and um, <clears throat> she couldn't believe it. So, of course, she, she got some help from the state. And uh, she, well, what wound up happening was those, all that was thrown out. All that was done. Uh, they, she wound up not having to pay anything. But that was after years of further legal battle. How about this? You beat cancer, but it takes, it was harder to beat a homeowners association than it was cancer. <laughs> I think that sums it all up. Well, that, yeah, that tells you everything you needed to know about that story. And after that happened, uh, we had some state legislators that uh, figured that maybe HOAs have just a little bit too much power. Are you sure you're not talking about the Democrats? <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, know, I'm just wondering. I would say, and I, I don't have any statistics uh, to certify this, but I would have to say that probably most of the people that run HOAs probably are quite left of center. <laughs> Um, and that's not to say that I'm, I'm sure there's, there's probably some guy out there that's got his Pat Buchanan bumper sticker that's bumping around and, and who's probably ahead of his HOA. I'm sure there's a couple people like that. If you're not Christian, you're not right for this association. You're not right for this neighborhood. <laughs> Speaking of that, 
Oh boy. Nearly six in 10 Americans say that they are dissatisfied with the way that democracy is working in the United States, according to a new poll that's out today. 40 what happened to the other four in 10? <clears throat> well, what happened? Uh, four, uh, let's see, 40% of people questioned in the CNN Opinion Research Corporation poll say uh, that they are satisfied with the way democracy is working, with 59% saying that they are unsatisfied. Quote, one reason that Americans think that the government is broken is that they think the way that we choose our elected officials is broken. Uh, this is according to uh, CNN polling director Keating Holland. The poll released Thursday also indicates that Americans don't think very highly of government officials. Eight in yeah. ten, eight out of ten, think that government officials are uh, out of touch influenced by special interests and mainly concerned with getting reelected. My question is whatever happened to the two out of the two out of the other 10, the, the other two people in that. Yeah. Only eight out of 10 feel that way. Well, that there's the problem. <laughs> of well, course, that's what officials are. About. Yeah. Uh, despite that, according to the poll, two thirds of all Americans admit that they would not be able to do as good a job of running the country as government officials are currently doing. Wow. I could just don't spend any money. I would just sit there, kick back, open a can of cola and go, uh, I'm just going to watch TV all day. It, actually, that would probably be better than what's happening right now. Somebody that if you just went into government, if, if I became the president of the United States and I did absolutely nothing. Now, not that that would be a very healthy thing for this country, but I can tell you right now, it'd be a lot better than what's happening right now. If I just sat in the Oval Office and I said, you know what, <clears throat> I think I'm just going to sit back here and hang out, play some video what? games, put bring, bring in my PS3, just uh, chill out here for a little while. We're, you're the one of three people that actually has one of those. <laughs> I love PS3 is pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> men are almost twice as likely as women to say that they could do a better job running the government. Oh, duh. More Republicans feel that way than Democrats. Well, of course, because Democrats are the party in power right now. And uh, independents are even more likely than members of either party to say that they could do a better job. And I I'm very convinced I could do a better job uh, than most than most in our government. I, I already, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's very hard. Uh, the the bed, the mark the uh, the standard has been set so low. I can't imagine that I could do any worse. Let's put it that way. I, I think a baby could probably do better. Oh hey there, yeah Stewie. Well, I could do, yeah. a, you know. Oh hey there, what's going on, everybody? Are huh? you uh, still you trying to money? trying to work on that uh, government? Huh? Still trying to uh, improve the uh, the government? All right. Uh, according to CNN, a CNN poll uh, released on Sunday, Americans overwhelmingly think that the government in this country is broken. But the public overwhelmingly holds out hope that what's broken can be fixed. Uh, more like damage beyond repair. I know. I, you know what? I'm one of those people. I, I think that things can be fixed. It's very. See, the thing about this government and what, what spawns is a lot of people that say that uh, there's a lot wrong. Obviously, people right now are going to think that the government is broken. Number one, uh, we have 10% unemployment. Number two, we have a debt that is over $12 trillion. We have a federal deficit of over one one and a half trillion trillion. Thanks, Obama. 
We have uh, we're we're just well, running. Well, let's face it. Uh, debt is pretty much irrelevant when it comes to us because there may be one country who can actually go where their money. Maybe one. Well, which is China. Of yeah, debts debts irrelevant in a sense, but in a sense. but we are. We are still uh, we are accruing debt at, a, at an alarming rate, um, yeah. and we're at a point where our biggest lender, China, is telling us, "Yeah, go go screw yourselves," uh, because yeah, that you know they're not going to loan us, they're not going to give us money, they're not going to keep giving us money. Why should they? Well, like I said, uh, China eventually. Uh, I'm not like saying anything here, but. Let's face it. China eventually could come into power, overpower the U.S., but they are—they're doing it economically. Yeah, we're—we're we're the main hot show for yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm—I'm I'm just sort of—I—I um, I can see why people have this view of the government. People are, and, and because there are some people that are going to have a negative view of the government because they're not getting what they want. Um, they're not getting what they want specifically. I want no taxes. Abortion for everybody. Yeah, I, I want. Yeah, I want abortion I, for nobody. Ooh, ah, uh, uh, damn it! I screwed it up. Abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. Simpsons yeah, there quotes. we go. No, but uh, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I I must say that so those people you just have to sort of discount whatever uh, those people are even talking about. But the people that you shouldn't discount are. The people that do feel that there's a problem and that they have constructive criticism for how to fix it, and they, they're they want to get the current incumbents out, which I think is there's a very large sentiment uh, of people that feel that way. That if they're in office right now, they should be booted uh, here in 2010 and in 2012 or 2014, whenever they're up for re-election, get them out. That's sort of the that's sort of the common sentiment. So. Uh, Mike at KMGX.com. That would be the email address if you're wondering. It's Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Graff Show. AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, EFNet IRC. Net Radio. The channel. Uh, for more contact information and exciting stuff about this show, you do know that you can always uh, check it out at MichaelGraff.com. Yeah, like I said, send money. <laughs> send money. Yeah. Send lots of money. Or the root canal and Coke Zero. Yeah, well. Root canal especially. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up in just in mere moments, we will uh, run down the pop chart for the week. <clears throat> the five pop shot. Yes, the, the top ten songs in the world of CHR <laughs> pop. And uh, you're, it's it's everybody's favorite segment. I kind of like this tune. It's kind of catchy. Well, yes, this. What is this? anyway? Uh, we we love our bumpers. This is, of course, uh, this is uh, Paseo de Grada, which is uh, from uh, Alan Parsons' project. It's from the uh, it's from the Gaudi album. Wow. There we go. An, al- an album devoted, a concept album devoted to Antonio Gaudi. Thought I'd throw that in there. 1987, I believe, is the uh, year on that. There. Completed information uh, available to you. 
All right, uh, break time, and then we'll come back, and we'll have more of this uh, exciting stuff. It's Michael Graff in Exile for a Friday. Coming back. Final segment of Michael Graff in exile for a Friday. February 26th, 2010. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joining us uh, in studio for this uh, exciting adventure, Jeff. Jeff is here. Boss. John's here. Yo. Uh, the guy whose name is Mike, but he'd rather be known as James, is here. Uh, heroes. Yeah, <laughs> one. All right, and uh, we're just randomly yelling out things. And me, I am my kid's mom. Mike at KMGX.com. That would be the email address. Also, our PayPal address. Uh, it's Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Graff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. MichaelGraff.com for more of our exciting content, information, and more. Now, maybe one of these days I'll, uh, I'll, 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 you know, reincorporate the 800 number back into the, uh, back into the show. You know that 800 number that I spend all that money on? And, Two people call. And, and I don't use it anymore. Yeah, back from the syndicated days, I used that, but... I think I was one of the two people who called, actually. No, actually, we had we did have lots of calls on it, trust me. There was a time where people actually called in on that thing, and, well, since it's an 800 number, I pay for the calls, and... Uh, oh, yeah, to remind you, old listeners, I was once on this show, but my voice is considerably deeper. Yeah. Yes, we. I, I, there is still a recording of that somewhere. All right. Let's see here. Uh, just wanted to mention that uh, the United States today uh, kicked the crap out of the uh, out of the Finns in uh, Olympic hockey. Now I don't really care about the Olympics because they're in Canada and that's like an irrelevant black hole cesspool of a place to me now. But am I bitter? But, but, but in all seriousness, Canada kicked the crap out of the uh, Finns. A uh, six nothing, I believe, was the final. That's what it was with about uh, ten minutes to go in the third when I saw it last. I, I know they won, so. Well, they're so, Canadians with them hockey, eh? Yeah, well, uh, the uh, the Canadians, uh, we're they're. They're still uh, on their quest, the United States. This could still go down to a U.S.-Canada showdown for the gold. We'll have to see. 
And then the Olympics oh. are over, thank God, on Sunday. Uh, although, although Jeff and I were were, uh, were we were captivated by curling. Yes, it is fascinating. That's not a sport. It, yeah, it's the sport that's not a sport. I I I think crazy eights is more of a sport than. I, I think uh, the blonde at my high school gets on her knees more than those curlers. Wow. Thing. Yeah, I was gonna go down another path with that, but there you go. Who'd have thought that the Who'd have thought that the almost fifteen year old would be going for? He's he's already gone with the sodomy reference. He went with uh, he went with the sort of a gay on his on your knees reference there. This. <laughs> and you live in a more uh, what you'd think to be a more sort of well not conservative but a, a more sort of uh, low key area of the country. But well, I do listen to your show. Well, that's true. <laughs> he, he, all he learned he learned from me, I guess. Well, that's. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, uh, on that exciting note, speaking of gay, it's that time of the week, ladies and gentlemen, where uh, we we dare to endeavor. I don't know why we keep doing this, but I love oh, torturing boy. myself and I your ears. My, uh, frankly, my ears don't get tortured enough, so we have to bring you this. It's that time of the week where we look at the top 10 songs in the world of pop. These are the the songs that are getting the most airplay on top 40 radio stations across the country. And, um... Plus, it gives us an opportunity to play this tune to segue into it. You want to know something bad? What's up? Sometimes I can't tell the difference between your voice and the singer's voice in the pop chart. <laughs> mm. Sometimes. Well, I do have a very, uh, very distinguished voice. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, looking at the uh, looking at the pop chart for the week. Oh boy. It's uh, it's scary. We've had some movement. We've had we we have a couple of new artists on the chart this week. Yes, we. This week we say goodbye. Uh, falling off the top ten this week was uh, "Boys Like Girls" featuring Taylor Swift. Two is better than one. Ayaz replay is also gone. Here we go. So uh, number ten this week is Jay Sean featuring Sean Paul and Lil John. Of course. Hey, with "Do You Remember." Lil John's gonna have little polyps very soon on his vocal cords. I think he already has them. Thank God this song's almost off the chart. Let's bring These hip hop guys, they make their, uh, they make these really hard edge, these really hard hitting songs. They might talk about oh, Mike. Bring it back. All right, so that's number ten this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait. Uh, I think my ears are bleeding. Hang on. Yeah, uh, mine are, are definitely. All right, number nine is. Timbaland. 
Timbaland has managed to make it. The, the guy that, that started this trend of having 17 different artists in a song, Timbaland featuring Justin Timberlake is at number nine with, with Carry Out. Oh, and more, more auto-tune. Carry Out! Carry Out! I recorded this. Random stuff. Carry out. I have you open all night like your eye I'll take you home, baby. Let you keep me company. You give me some of you. I give you some of me. You look good, baby. Must taste heavily. I'm pretty sure that you got your own recipe. So pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, I like you. Wow. I just can't get enough. I gotta drive through. Cause it's me, you, you, me, me, you. All night. Have it your way for play before I feed your appetite. Let me get my ticket, baby. Let me get in line. Saying <laughs> random stuff, saying random stuff, saying random stuff. Wow. Um, just when you. Oh, there's Justin Timberlake. One day, one of those questions I will ask God or whoever. And whenever, whenever I ultimately meet my end. Dear Lord, why is Justin Timberlake popular? Why is somebody, why is a dude that sings like a, like a queen popular? Carry out. Carry out. All you have to do is sing like this. Everybody makes you popular. Yeah. Put him in a vice. Put him in a vice. Pants on the ground. Wow. All right. So, uh, I don't get it. I, I think I I, what happened? What happened to rock? What happened to like some semi-manly music? I mean, I'm not. Listen, I, we don't need death metal. We don't need. Uh, we don't need uh, thrash on the chart or anything. But what happened to anything with any kind of balls to it? Any? I mean, there's just there is nothing of substance to this. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo is at number eight with "In My Head." Jason He's got to say his name in every song. Jason Derulo. Sounds just like Justin Timberlake. Everybody's looking for love. Oh. What the hell? Ain't that the reason you're at this club? Oh, you ain't gonna find it. Hey, uh, I, can I borrow that morning star? What? Can I borrow that morning star so I can use it against my head? Yeah. Now say the word and we'll go. I'll be your teacher. I'll show you the road. You'll see the side of love you've never known. I can see it going down, could going down in my head. I see you all over me. In my head, you fulfill my fantasy. My head, you'll be screaming. Wow. Gonna take you with love, treat you with respect, and all that stuff. Not gonna use drugs. Young Money featuring Lloyd is at number seven with Bedrock. <laughs> you know what? Uh. 
Disaster. All right, uh, number six. Here's somebody that I would like to use those short swords on. The Black Eyed Peas, it's I'm a Bee. Oh, hey, y'all. Oh, oh, hey. I'm a Bee, y'all. I'm a Bee. I'm a, bee. I'm, I'm a Sting, y'all. Yay, Skip, are you no, yeah, it's not stuck in skip. It's actually, that's just what the song does. Huh. Now, right, white here. chicks that sing black. Here we go. I'm going to be rocking over that bass trap. I'm going to be chilling. Wow. 80%. I'm going to be making all them girls you want to do. translator for these songs really i have no idea what she was even talking about uh, I, I know it's english all right and then at uh I'm gonna have to kill that black eyed piece now. Yeah, and then at uh, number five, you've got David Guetta. Guetta? Uh, with sexy. J- this is actually David Guetta featuring Akon, who's probably singing about a 15 year old in this song with sexy chick. Hey, that's legal in Sweden. <laughs> Damn, girl! It's that song. Damn, go back to school. Wow. All right, and then at uh, number four, it's uh, there. It's the it's the ultimate power couple on the chart. It's uh, Beyonce featuring Lady Gaga. Actually, it's Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce. Lady Gaga with telephone. It's the song that, this song actually annoys the hell out of me. For, b- you know, the, re- the thing that annoys me about this song, I say this every week, but for anybody that hasn't ever heard my take on this, it really, it's a, it's a song about, oh my God, we're popular, people are calling us, and our phones are such an inconvenience. Just turn the damn phone off if you're tired of it ringing. Well, then we wouldn't have a song. It was it would it would just be damn my phone is ringing and I turned it off. The end. Apparently, just dance, da da doo doo, poker face, bad romance, paparazzi. All the songs are the same. 4-4 beat. I have a penis. 
Oh, what? wait, that's not 120 song. beats per second. Or 120 beats per minute. 120 beats per second. Well, that, that, that one part is 120%. Bring, bring. All right, so um, another exciting analysis of that song. I admit I really don't have anything of substance to say about that song. I think it pretty much speaks for itself. Uh, number three. Now, this, this week I, I found a, a, an alternative version. This is, the, this is actually the pop chart version of this song. Normally we, we play the song. This is uh, Orianthe. At number three with, uh, with According to You. This is the normal version we play of this song. Here it is. According to you, I'm stupid, I'm useless, I can't do anything right. According to you. Who is this again? This is Orianthe with According to You, but. Mm. But. Sounds like Taylor Swift. <laughs> we do have a, a the. The the official pop chart version of this. Oh Here's boy. the this is this is the more annoying version here. <laughs> so if, if we wanted to make sure that this song was absolutely as popish and annoying as possible. According to you, I'm stupid, I'm useless, I can't do anything. Well, my IQ just poker dropped face, by five poker points. face. I, I finally figured out how they get us, Mike. Yeah. I finally. Uh, you see, by playing the same thing over and over again, they brainwash us. Well, yeah. This it it the songs are infectious. According to you. They're meant to be. Inf they're not necessarily meant to be good songs. As long as they get stuck in your head, even if it's a bad thing, that's really what they wanted to accomplish. This is sort of the the dance mix where you know you're at a club, you take too much ecstasy and. And you're like, wow, this is awesome air. All right, so there's, uh, there you go. Uh, a little bit of an alternative version of that, number three, Orianthe, according to you. And you know what's next, right? No. <laughs> yeah. If you were to stop right here, my ears would thank Jeff, you. Number uh, two is... Uh, well, she's already been on the chart once. She actually has three songs on the chart, on the top 40 chart. Maybe four. It's a Lady Guy Guy, Bad Romance. You and me could write a bad romance. It's infectious. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, it's, I think we heard this song like four times already. Romance. I think I have cancer of the ear. Caught in a bad romance. So there you go. That's uh, number two, and of course, that means the the number one song of the week on the chart for the. I think this is the fifth oh. straight week that this has been number one. Oh boy! She has a dollar sign in her name. Oh for God! The S. No, it's Kesha. Ah! TikTok. TikTok. Bad romance. Poker face. Paparazzi. 
Do you remember Carry Out? Number eight was In My Head. Number seven was Bed Rock. Yeah, all the same. But see, the difference is she was she used to be a backup singer for Flo Rida, and now she's number one. See, so she made it. Hang on, I gotta split my rest. Everybody getting crunk, John. Alright. 18 is is John's number of dudes. Okay, I I gotta make this announcement to all your listeners. Yeah. Um, 25 bucks for anybody who kills Kesha. Yeah, yeah. And some, uh, don't, don't, don't offer, don't offer monetary rewards for murder. I think, I think that's illegal. Oh. Uh, instead, offer sex. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the point is that that was uh, another exciting leap, uh, another exciting adventure into the world of the pop chart. And uh, rising up the chart very quickly in the future, we have to look forward to songs like, well, uh, let's see here. Kesha featuring 303 with Blah, Blah, Blah. That's Justin, literally the song. Justin Bieber with Baby. Uh, that's what I say. Uh, let's see what else is uh, rising up the chart quickly. New boys with a Z with uh, "Tie Me Down" featuring Ray J and and Ludacris, <laughs> Luda with "How Low." Those are just some of the songs you have to look forward to. There's actually a couple of good songs on the chart, but they're they, I don't think they have much of a chance to get in the top ten because you know they're good. And by look forward, you use that term very loosely, of yeah. course. By look forward, I, I mean like uh, you know I'm I'm kind of looking forward to those songs making an appearance on the top ten, like my prostate is looking forward to cancer. All right, <laughs> ass cancer. Yeah. Mm. All right, so there you have it. That's another look at the pop chart for the week, and uh, that's uh, that's about it. Uh, Olympics wrap up on Sunday, so we, we can be done with that. And uh, Jay, oh Jay Leno makes his exciting return. <laughs> Yeah, he's coming back on Monday. Oh, Jesus, oh, really? I'm, I'm coming back to uh, NBC on Monday. I'm going to pretend like nothing happened. You know, that's, that's uh, what I do. And uh, some of his guests uh, next week. Oh, I see he has Sarah Palin on next Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm sure he's going to have plenty of fun with that. Yeah, and he's not going to ask her anything salacious at all. It's just going to be, oh, so Sarah, I think you got a book that's out right now. You used to be the governor of Alaska. That's exciting. You know, it's not going to be funny at all. Like you could, with a Sarah Palin interview, the, the sky's the limit for what you could be doing. But instead it's going to be, you know, kiss ass. It's going to be, yeah, so uh, Sarah Palin, uh, so, um. So I would bust out the Down syndrome joke, see how she reacts. You know, I, I, eh. I would probably, I don't know, I would try something maybe. Uh, so I, I hear you had to write the, some crib notes on your wrist. He's not going to say that. He's going to be like, so I hear that you've got a book coming out and it's got pages in it and, and words and, you know, I, I, did you write it yourself? Uh, I mean, I, I, I was told that you couldn't read or write, but, you know, yeah. so that's, yeah, so that's, you know, Sarah. No, he's not, he's not going to do that. It's going to be uh, totally uh, watered down, just like all Jay Leno interviews. <laughs> Everything Jay Leno related is, uh, you know, it's uh, it's very tame. Well, Except for those bits I do, those crazy bits where I do jaywalking, which is, I, I didn't rip that off from Howard Stern. I stole it from Steve Allen. 
<laughs> Either way, I, I still stole the bit, but, you know, you can't... I didn't steal it from anybody. <laughs> I didn't steal the bit about having a big chin. That's original. Well, there you go. Good. You actually you actually got one part of it right. Uh, yeah. uh, so, so Jay Leno's back, and uh, that, that, that'll be exciting. All right, uh, so there you have it. And I... Is it okay if I bring up my own topic? Sure, whatever. Go ahead. Right, uh, so, uh, of course, all of you probably heard about the woman who died from the killer whale, right? Yeah. 40-year-old trainer, I believe, right? Yeah, at uh, SeaWorld in Florida. Yeah. And apparently, uh, some people thought the whale was playing around. Of course. <laughs> my opinion on the whole thing is sort of like uh, with the shark deal. If you... It doesn't matter if you take the shark out of the ocean; it's still gonna kick your ass. Well, you know. Well, this is the problem. What what happens is is we we take these we take these creatures out of their natural habitats, just like uh, when you had what was it those uh, those lions that uh, that got out of the San Francisco Zoo? Was it oh, lions yeah, or tigers? Who? What was it? Or bears? Oh my! I don't know. Mm. I, I remember the story. It was like lions or something. Anyway, they escaped the. Uh, they they got out of their uh, their 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 pinned up area, uh, and they they killed some people, and everybody was so shocked. And it's it's just well, this is what happens when you take things out of their environment. And uh, I understand that zoos are not evil; they're actually trying to protect the animals and and keep them alive from you know people that hunt like elephants for ivory, for example. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I do get the fundamentals behind it. I understand the logic. But at the same time, I um, when somebody, when a trainer is killed at SeaWorld, this is not something that's really all that surprising. Uh, I think we all uh, sort of saw this coming. And this is a, a whale, I guess, that had already killed two other people. There had already been a couple of other incidents. And then there had been some near misses. And uh, this is not surprising. You know, again... Uh, it's it's just like if you if you when people go into the ocean uh, we we read about these shark attacks off the Florida coast and and it's a sad state of affairs but uh, you're going into their home ostensibly you're going into shark infested water you're going into the ocean a shark might attack you that's just that's what happens uh, if I yeah, were a shark uh, I would want a piece of whoever was dumping the garbage. Uh, into my home, I'd probably want a piece too. Yeah. Hey, you dumping garbage the, in here. Yeah. At this point, we should either A, kill the whale, which is sad, yeah, but we. It, sure, its instincts may take over if we put it back into its natural habitat, but do we really want to risk anything but more? See, we either, either got to dump it back or kill it. But well, yeah, why, why kill it? The whale didn't do anything wrong. We took the whale out of the sea and put it into a tank. And then we're surprised. Yeah, and then we, we have it do tricks for us. And we have it swim around and we ogle at it. And we're like, ooh, look, it's a whale. Ha <laughs> stupid whale. And then it kills somebody. And then we're, we're supposed to sit there and go, damn whale. Man, I mean, how dare it. How dare it come after us after, you know, we took it out of its environment. We put it in a cage. If somebody took you and put you in a cage and then had you dance around for, uh, you know, for, for eight hours a day, 
you know, usually to some bad music. They, yeah, if they had you dance around to Fireflies all day, <laughs> uh, you'd probably not be too happy well, either. Well, hey, don't be ditching on Jeff's song. Don't uh, be ditching on that. Oh, oh, oh hey, I'm going to dance around to this song. I, I continue to maintain if we had just tortured terrorists with those songs, they all would have cracked. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's pretty much that. Uh, that's uh, the situation. Yeah, SeaWorld. So uh, they're having uh, to close down some of those exhibits for a little while on account of, you know, um, their oh, actually, exhibits. they're bringing them back up. Yeah, they're, they're opening. They're reopening. But, well, you know, I mean, they figure 24 or 36 hours. That's probably about enough. <laughs> well, somebody yeah. died. But, hey, show's got to go on. Yeah. We have paying customers. They came in here to see a, an aquatic show, and damn it, they're going to get one. <laughs> Can you imagine you get to be the trainer that follows? All right. Uh, wanted trainer. SeaWorld yeah. <laughs> puts up an ad on, on like jobs.com, jobbing.com, and Craigslist. Uh, a position just opened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Uh, what are your qualifications? Well, uh, I've been a trainer. Okay, you're good. By the way, do you have insurance? What? Okay, you're hired. Uh, by the way, the there was a problem with the last trainer. He wasn't fired or quit. He just sort of died a little. Wait, what? Uh, nothing. Yeah, I, I probably, I'm sure they, it was more like, so yeah, what happened to the last? Oh, they got a promotion. <laughs> they got a promotion to, they got a promotion to food, food handling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they moved upstairs. Yeah, they're, they're in the big time. You you, you won't be able to see them though. Downstairs. Yeah, they're currently yeah, training we, salamanders in the lava pits of hell. <laughs> they're on the elemental plane of fire presently. All right. Well, uh, yeah. All right. And uh, second topic. Is that okay? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you all know about the uh, Georgian who crashed, of course. Very horrific event. I watched the video about 5,000 times because I am fascinated by death. I was going to say, <laughs> well, you, you like, you, you're like uh, those people that are addicted to porn, but you're, you're watching death. Uh, you're watching <laughs> like people die instead. That's your, that's your pornography? <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes. Uh, but anyway, um, apparently... There was another crash, right? And you're all probably going, well, okay, but what's the big deal? The catch is it was on the exact same track. Yeah. In the exact same sporting event. He, I do not know if he is currently in the hospital or not. I do know it was not fatal. But my point being, why did they allow that track to be open after that? Well, they figured that uh, now that there's been some snow and now that they've sort of had an opportunity, they did find they put some padding on the uh, on the steel supports, and their their conclusion was, well, I'm sure it's fine now. Oh, it is fine now, eh? Yeah. I mean, well, any mile an hour at yeah, anything. Yeah, he, he eh? uh, No, they, the problem is that uh, you know Canada doesn't really see a downfall because they have tort reform, and um, which I'm generally for, but. Canada, they told the, this poor guy from Georgia that uh, got killed, they told his family, they said, hey, don't even think about suing us. You can't sue because we're, um, uh, we just don't think about it. Our laws will not, uh, we're, we're going to tell you right now. We're going to just throw it out. You're not allowed. Uh, why we did we they... assume no liability for what happened here. 
they don't even think about closing it down, though. I mean, they just put a little bit of padding, a little bit of snow. They, they don't get another track, no. we well, we got to keep this nice. Well, one. I mean, look, it's a dangerous... I, I hesitate to use the word sport, but it's a dangerous activity. Uh, luge is very... Da- I, I described it on the show as basically going down a very steep slope on a cafeteria tray. You have nothing okay. around you to protect you, and you're going at speeds over 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour. And you're yeah. going around these these sharp turns, and you know the only thing that's going to stop you is, um, well, probably a tree, a steel support... Or something, but the human body hitting anything going 80 or 90 miles an hour, I don't care if it's a, a, a mattress, it's going to be bad news. So that's the problem. So, I mean, I, I think their point is, hey, the show must go on. I think, uh, and, and you kind of know that if you're an athlete and you're participating in the luge of all things, it's a dangerous thing. So you do assume some of the responsibility for the risk. Now, where I say the, the problem comes in is that the IOC, the people that put these things together, uh, the city of Vancouver, whoever the, the jurisdiction here is, um, they, they obviously do hold some liability to ensure that the track is of at least the safest possible condition. They need, they need to take um, what in the law you would call reasonable measures to assure that it is as safe as possible even though it's a very unsafe event. In that case, the family uh, of the Georgian sledder, I mean, God rest his soul and everything, should get something, you know? Yes. I mean, I I understand he participated in a sport, understanding that he could very well, you know, sustain serious injuries, but losing your life in an Olympic sport, I mean, they should get something. They yeah. should because they're uh, what uh, some people are saying. There was clearly some negligence here, um, but I mean, what uh, what kind of damages? I mean, well, you know, yeah, that's always your point. What are your damages? Yeah, what are your? Uh, yes, somebody died. Uh, how much liability is there? Uh, but they're not going to get a dime. Well, for for one thing, they should pay for the funeral. That's one thing I can think of. Uh, that that might happen. That might happen. I don't know who's paying for all that. Yeah. That's actually going to be a law. There's, there's definitely going to be a lawsuit. Whether or not Canada just immediately tosses it out, as they have said they will, uh, that remains to be seen. But there is going to be some, uh, some legal action. Look, it took four days for somebody to start filing a lawsuit in the case involving Joe Stack flying his plane to the IRS building. So there's going <laughs> to be, uh, it's, it's not going to take too long uh, for there to be legal action um, accordingly. Wow, really? <laughs> four days. Yeah, it took four days for a lawsuit to be filed there. Oh. You know. What's your lawsuit? Uh, he was an idiot. Uh, I uh, well, the took the, a the widow, the widow of one of the people that worked there. We did the story on the on the show the other day. The ah. widow of the um, of one of the deceased there. Uh, I can't remember her name now, but her sixty seven year her sixty seven year old husband. Uh, worked in the IRS and was killed on that by that nut job. And she says that she's suing the wife. She's suing Joe Stack's wife, Cheryl, saying that he is responsible. Or that she what? is she's partially responsible because she should have warned everybody. That's crazy. Well, she was a normal guy to an extent. 
He didn't show any nut cases. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right? the thing. And that's her case is, hey, I'm his wife. I don't have any obligation to ensure that he doesn't go nuts and fly a plane into a building. But uh, she, she thinks otherwise. Listen, there's going to be a case involving that. You know, that's just, that's how, that's how wacky our judicial system is. It took four days. Actually, it took less than four days for that to get filed. So you knew a lawyer, a lawyer must have called this woman right away. We're sorry to, to tell you, ma'am, that uh, your husband has been, hold on a minute. I, I got a call on the other line. Uh, hi, this is uh, Joe Lawyer here. This is Joe Lawyerstein. And uh, I was just uh, just calling to, to say that, uh, you know, I, I heard about the, the, the tragic death of your husband. How'd you hear about that already? I'm a lawyer. Anyway, uh, I was just calling to let you know that uh, I'm, I'm uh, offering my services pro bono. Uh, we're going to get these, we're going to get that bitch, uh, his wife there. We're going to get that bitch for about, uh, <laughs> we're going to go for 10 mil. Cry Sue, right? <laughs> yeah. I was sorry about your loss, but we're going to get you, we're going to get you something out of it. I'm Joe Lawyerstein. <laughs> You've seen my TV commercials. Hold on a minute. I just heard an ambulance go by. Well, you know what? I'll let that one go. My partner, well, my partner, Schleppy Lawyerberg is out there getting it. <laughs> I, I just want to add that I love co-hosting today. All right. Uh, thanks. Thanks to, uh, thanks to uh, Mike, quote, James uh, for uh, hanging out. Jeff yeah, and, copyrighted. Jeff and John are uh, were here. I was here. Beer was here. And all we're missing was the chick. And uh, there's there's a morning star and a couple of swords here. <laughs> and guns. It's a heavily armed show. All right. No thanks to everybody. We'll uh, see you next week for another round of shows and excitement. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mike at KMGX.com, our email address, PayPal, and MichaelGroff.com for more info. Say goodnight. Don't forget to send money. Send money. Bye. Send money. Bring money.